Welcome to The Label Podcast, a show about disability, illness and difference. I'm Lucy. And I'm Alice. Don't forget in this episode, I might swear, Lucy might cry, and you can check out details of the trigger warnings on our website. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Labels Podcast. This week, we are doing something slightly different. From the team that brought you Labeled Podcast, we are bringing you a slightly different episode. This episode is being entitled Fabled. Yes, that isn't the spelling mistake. We are, we are calling it Fabled. <laughs> Because we are going to be talking about people or characters. Should I say characters, Alice? I suppose it is. It's characters and stories. Characters and stories from fairy tale land that that feature characters who are disabled. You see what we did there? <laughs> We're not just pretty faces. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a brand new type of episode that we've got, though. So um, if you like this episode, if you don't like this episode. If you think there's things we could maybe change, please do give us your feedback about this episode of Fabled. So to start it off, where uh, Alice was given the task of coming up, because this was basically Alice's idea. Alice is given the task of finding a fictional character to talk about. And this week, Alice is... Drum roll, please. I don't know if my microphone's picking it up, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be telling you guys uh, about Odin, Odin, the, the god, Norse Viking god. Yeah. Full disclosure here, I did just tell Alice before she hit record that all I will be thinking about is Chris Hemsworth because word association, you go Odin is the father of Thor. Thor, Thor was in the film Thor, and Chris Hemsworth. So there you go. Actually, I think that Odin is not technically in the traditional story thor's dad are you doing telling me marvel lied about this <laughs> well i'm going to talk a little bit about the the marvel cinematic universe at the end of this because yes this this is what this is my my uh, ill-fated phd was <laughs> was all about men and like broken bodies in um the marvel cinematic universe so this is this is kind of my jam. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Odin uh, was one of the Norse gods, which the the Vikings were sort of 730s AD till about 1066. And uh, they had like a panthe pantheatic religion, like the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans where they basically had, you know, a bunch of different gods who were responsible for different things rather than like this sort of single deity that you see in sort of Judeo-Christian and um, Islamic faiths. So Odin was kind of the king of the gods is perhaps a stretch. Uh, he's like the patriarch. He was he was definitely the one who was sort of in charge. Was he a bit like Zeus? 
there's a lot of comparisons yeah. um, to him and Zeus. I think the thing about Zeus is um, he's definitely like the king, the guy in charge who makes all the decisions. Whereas mm. in a weird sort of way, the Norse gods were a bit more like a democracy, but he was like the prime minister. The Norse gods had departments. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but they, they do a more, yeah, there's more kind of stuff. So it's like... Odin, like head of accounts or something. <laughs> um, as I say, I think. He... Oh my god, does he work with Susan? <laughs> I think he's he's probably like MD, and right. Thor would be like you know chief technical officer, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you know Loki's probably chief financial officer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he does. He's. He's responsible for the creation of the human world and uh, he makes the sea out of the blood of his father, who he murders. Handy. Yep. Uh, and he also creates the first human, but it's not like uh, the way that the Christian God does it. No. I think <laughs> it's it's a slightly confusing story where he creates a magic cow and the cow has a salt lick and basically sculpts the first human out of the salt lick. Right, okay. Is that why Indian people think cows are sacred? Do you think? I doubt it. I think <laughs> it's a very different religion. Did you see how my brain's working, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The word cow. It's a, it's a very, like, very broad stroke approach to cultural difference there, Luce. Uh, I Sorry. don't, I don't think, I mean, I know the Vikings made it to North America. I don't think they made it to India. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Well made. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they made it over here. They had a big, you know, impact on our coast and like the Orkney Islands and stuff like that. They were definitely conquerors. So you do see a lot of Odin stuff spread across Europe. So Odin was the god of poetry, wisdom, hosting, and the dead. So he had a lot he's, of... He's got a lot of responsibility there. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of battles, the first spear would be thrown as kind of a dedication to Odin. Mm -hmm. And he was so sort of important that it basically was up to him as to whether warriors lived or died like if you died in battle it's because odin decided that you died in battle right and he had a lot of names including the the two big ones were the all father so he was kind of like the father of all the gods he was considered the, the sort of the father of everything and also he was the one-eyed traveler okay so this is where the uh Mm. disability comes in yep uh so he doesn't begin sort of life and his stories don't begin with him being one-eyed when he kills his dad and all of that he's he's got both of his eyes he's got he's... both of them yeah right so there's not a lot of kind of contemporary writing that we still have about what happens to odin but the story is it's weirdly short and it's all about kind of, I mean, it's all about sacrifice. But one of the things that's really interesting is that it doesn't seem like it was a particularly, like, it's a short story. There's not a lot of toing and froing. There's not a lot of him going, oh, I don't know. Do I want to give up my eye? It's just like, yeah, all right, it's worth it. Okay. 
There was no like oh and ahhing about this yeah. decision. It's like yeah, take it. Yeah, which I think is quite interesting when it sort of you reflect on the the basically the values of what the story is kind of highlighting. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you the story of how Odin loses his eye. He um, is on a quest to get the knowledge of all things. And he travels to the aptly named Well of Knowledge, which is uh, guarded by another god called Mimir, which is my guess at the pronouncement. Pronunciation. Pronunci- pronunciation. Thank you. Is my right. guess at the pronunciation of how you say Mimir. But if you have problems with how I say Mimir or how I have struggled with pro- pronunciation, then please feel free to blast me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he goes to the Well of Knowledge, which is uh, under the roots of the world tree. And um, when he gets there, he obviously tells Mimir what he's like, I'm on a quest for knowledge of all things. Um, And in order to do that, he wants to drink from the well of knowledge. And Mimir is uh, considered to be like the most knowledgeable because he gets, you know, all of his drinks and probably like bathes and stuff in the well of knowledge. Um, And so what he does is he fills a drinking horn with water from the well and it's like yeah i'm gonna give you this and then he sort of goes ah but you have to you have to give me something for it and what he asks for is for odin to sacrifice his eye to the well right there's no kind of dilly dallying about it there and then uh just here's just, my eye yeah yeah mm-hmm. i if you're eating, stop for a second. Is it going to make me go EBGBs? I mean, he, he gouges his eye out. Oh, for God's sake. And then chucks it in the well like a penny. Does it work? It or does did, work. Well, he, he then... Or did he, he then, rub off with the water and say, ha ha, you're not having it? No. He then has a drink. Right. And, um, so this is, I think, one of the, the interesting things. I'll talk about this a bit more later. But um, one of the things that... He has he has a drink, and that drink. What when he's had that drink, it allows him to see everything that he wants to see. Like right. he sees the the future, but it doesn't mean that he keeps being able to see the future. It's not like it gives him the ability to see the future. It's like he has the drink. The drink tells him something, and then he that that's it. it. it he wears off. Sort of, yeah. Like he's yeah. he's learned the, this this thing, but he hasn't. He doesn't then forever go about having like premonitions. No. Um. So I I think the thing that's interesting about that is that it's very much related to. It's more about knowledge and wisdom than it is about kind of knowing the future. And I think that those are different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important because acquisition of knowledge and like passing on of wisdom is a real theme generally in the myths about Odin like even after the loss of his eye he does so he does a lot of um things where he like there's another big sacrifice that he makes where he hangs himself on the tree of life for nine days without food or water with his own spear impaled in his side what yeah 
why. I mean, was there a bigger payoff than just like fifteen minutes of having a having a having a drink? I'm feeling a bit. I'm feeling a bit woozy. He learns the secrets of magic, which means he's able to read runes. Oh, so he's like Paul Daniels now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, um, like this, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he. So he's, I can't I, believe I've just done an impression of Paul Daniels. <laughs> I think this is brilliant. I think I think now uh, instead of having our label where we do the you know the arrow where it points to a picture of Odin, we need to <laughs> have a picture of Paul Daniels. <laughs> so yeah, so this is I and and that's that's another interesting one. So like he's he does this and he learns. He learns runes, so it means that he can do magic. Mm -hmm. But, and that's interesting on kind of a, a number of levels because it sort of means he was a god, but he couldn't do magic until he'd done this. He couldn't kind of understand magic right. until he'd made this sacrifice, um, which I think is just, you know, contrasting quite a lot to the powers of, of, of the Norse gods, you know, in comparison to some of the other powers in the world like that we see from other gods if that makes sense in other other mythologies yeah okay so yeah so he he's and and the other thing is so he's impaled himself on his um own spear and all of this but after that and he's got this this kind of knowledge he then sort of walks off and he goes back into to all of his other things that he's doing so the other stories that kind of we hear about odin it's a lot of stuff where he he wanders the world looking for like more knowledge and learning things. Do you think like, it's almost like so, now now he now he's had that drink? He wants to know like more stuff. I think. I mean, I think the point bef is you know beforehand he was he was quite obsessed with knowledge. Yeah, because it was worth the sacrifice of his eye. Mm. But I think that it's it's just kind of his thing like he needs he wants to know everything he's got these two ravens like pet ravens who i think they're called thought and memory which is like you can't get sort of a more like no yeah than yeah. that it's very, you know. it's very on brand isn't it really? it is very on brand yes yeah. thank you and um, he and he sends them off and they fly around the world and bring him back like news and knowledge. Okay. Oh, so he's, there, he's basically like, like Sky and Britain, BBC News, like yeah. flying around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the latest headlines. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he, he wanders the, the human world dressed as like a traveller, a tall, they described as a tall man in a grey cloak um with a big hood or a wide-brimmed hat that hides his face you're talking about gandalf there so actually odin was the inspiration no for... way yeah i yeah. can't believe i've actually made a connection all by myself i feel very yeah. proud yeah it's interesting isn't it mm. um so as i said he was obviously the the god of knowledge but also the god of um hosting which was like a big thing within viking culture so one of the things that a lot of the stories he tells that he did as the uh one-eyed traveler would be like he'd 
just rock up at people's doors and they would have to honor this ancient tradition of hosting him where you know you in you have a person in and kind of you know you feed them and and you can't betray them so long as they're a guest wasn't, in your house sorry wasn't that a bit in lord of the rings as well didn't they turn up at bilbo baggins house I yeah I don't necessarily think that was um, about hosting I think I'm that sure was... though they said you've got to let us in because we've turned up now I'm sure <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch Lord of the Rings now I'm sure that's what happened I don't know. I, I, I think I thought it was more just the greed of dwarves who were like let us yeah, in your house and I'm, sure, your I'm sure we let I'm sure we let them in thinking oh I've got to and then they ate everything like the it... tiger came to tea <laughs> um she's you're really i feel like you're really trying to get all your sort of pop culture references so yeah, that you can be really? like you know on brand with the whole fabled idea yeah. like, these are stories yeah yeah but that's but that's like a thing and it was a huge deal if you invited somebody into your home and betrayed them it's a bit for game of thrones fans think like red wedding is like the ultimate betrayal of hosting have you have you read or seen game of thrones no i haven't I read haven't. the books i refuse to watch the tv show because the book's better um i know it, that like a disabled person like triumph in the end of that though didn't it i don't know you better not i've just ruined it for me oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought you'd finished the book Oops. I've I've read all the books that are out, but the books are behind the TV show. Oh, Oops. so it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, it's fine. It's I'm gonna keep my mouth shut now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make this podcast much shorter. <laughs> anyway, so he turns up on people's doorsteps, and they have to kind of host him. But in sort of exchange for that, he quite often will tell them stories, and you know that's kind of related, I think, to the oral tradition of storytelling and sort of passing on knowledge that would have been, you know, a thing in, in pre kind of literate cultures. Right. Okay. There's also a story where he disguises himself as a ferryman and uh, won't let Thor cross a river until he's um, beaten him in like, what's basically like a poetry slam. Okay. But, again poems were very much the way that they told stories yes i think what i'm trying to get at in a clumsy way is that for odin the idea of gaining wisdom and sharing wisdom is very much linked to storytelling and that i think that that is a kind of that's probably a big was a big part of that norse and viking culture of storytelling and gaining knowledge from telling stories and hearing stories from other people i like that though that's good i that yeah i think i can kind of understand that because obviously they were illiterate and stuff and i think as well even to this day i i, I am a firm believer in in sort of telling rather than writing everything down being verbal and vocalizing mm. stories and things like that is a far more impactful way of passing knowledge on i think i mean i think it certainly can be yeah um well look, at this, look at this podcast for instance 
It's people telling stories. It is. I I do think that about their lives. Looking at my nice clear notes of Odin and listening to the drivel that is coming out of my mouth suggests that perhaps sometimes if you want to pass on knowledge in a clear concise fashion writing it down is the way to do it maybe but yeah maybe that, that's probably more a reflection of my ability to not stop talking <laughs> yeah so there's also in this this idea of sacrificing his eye for this sort of knowledge a lot of scholars and the stuff that I read feel like this this sacrifice of his eye and in exchange for knowledge is quite symbolic of the idea that the the divine so divine knowledge was more important than perhaps the material things of humanity amongst um viking culture so so you know by sacrificing his eye odin is giving up like part of his his observation of the world the real world around him yeah. and trading it for this kind of this this wisdom this higher power yeah and it sort of and that that calls back in a lot of ways to the way that he's in when he's an one-eyed traveler he's sort of trading off that hospitality of coming into people's homes and being fed and cared for by them with uh sort of exchanging knowledge and wisdom with mm. them so I think that what we're saying kind of here is that the, for the Viking culture, perhaps what was more important was this sort of conceptual knowledge over perhaps the, the physical world around yeah, them. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that's interesting about this is when you compare, and I sort of touched on this, when you compare when he sacrificed himself um the hanging of the world tree mm -hmm. that from everything that i was reading like he come he he the runes reveal them themselves to him and the rope that's hanging him breaks and it like he's just fine he just walks off and he's got this knowledge and it's like all right awesome and you know his wound is gone and is there's no kind of more talk about it but he in the knowledge when he sacrifices his eye like that's it he's only got one eye then and it was only for like a a moment as well like 15 minutes worth of oh i can see into the future and then it's gone yeah but it it's i mean what he sees i'll tell you about it in a, a bit but what okay. he sees is pretty significant like okay. it's a big deal whereas i think you know the runes are it's knowledge but of a different kind it's mm. knowledge of magic of being able to do things whereas the knowledge of what he gains from the sacrifice at the well of knowledge is the knowledge of what's to come right okay i get it i understand now yeah so the tree thing is like the world around him well and, yeah and 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 the 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 water well thing mm. is like preparing him for yeah and i think it's it's about i think it just it just goes to sort of show that what what the kind of understanding of what's important so if you read the the runes and the magic as kind of perhaps the skills and the things that we do and learn from one another on a material day-to-day -day basis versus 
the wisdom of the things that we learn from those more experienced than us yeah it's it's the comparison of those two things and that again kind of relates back to that idea of the divine versus the sort of real material world mm-hmm. and i think one of the things that gives you a bit more understanding about this is um and why this kind of that acquisition of i suppose it's wisdom rather than necessarily kind of learning if that makes sense yeah one of the reasons that that was one of the things that shows us how important that was to the Viking culture is the fact that this uh, Mimir, the, the guy who guards the wells, uh-huh. uh, the well of knowledge, his name means the rememberer. Okay. So all of the knowledge that he's got comes from drinking this in the well himself. Right. And so it sort of suggests that the, the person who guards this knowledge is the person who remembers the wisdom from before yes and so what i'm kind of leading this to is that i think that these stories are suggesting that for the vikings like i said it's it's not the knowledge of the world that is there and then in front of them and around them what's important to them is the the knowledge that they gained from their ancestors mm. and the people that came before them which again relates into that kind of storytelling and passing on of of knowledge through the it's oral bit, tradition it's a bigger picture isn't it that vikings i think are more they're more were more because they don't you know they are more they can sort of they are more aware of the bigger picture that it's not just them that it's not just about them here and now that kind of thing yeah and i think i imagine you know in a world where they they were living i mean especially you know in kind of scandinavian parts of the world where you do have those extremes of weather that perhaps having kind of ancient ancestral knowledge is going to make you more able to survive Absolutely. in that kind of environment than perhaps necessarily being able to look around you at what's happening immediately there in front of you. Yeah, because I think I remember when I was at school doing the when we did the you studied the Vikings. I can remember thinking they're as odd as nails. Yeah, they are really as odd as nails. And I think that comes from they they understand that they've got to go through hardship because. They are like the next link, almost. Yeah, for, civil, for their civilization, almost. Yeah, I think you know the the fact that this so much of this kind of ancestral wisdom mm-hmm. was sort of shared by storytellers. You can just imagine that there was probably a you know a person in the community who knew those stories, and you know, like think of the. Um, you know, in, in, in parts of Iceland and stuff like that, where you get, where it's it's 24 hours of daylight and yeah. 24 hours of night or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you can just imagine there being a person who's almost kind of, like, worshipped in the community as being the person Absolutely. who remembers and tells all the stories. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, that is, it's that kind of, that wisdom and that passing down of wisdom is obviously a really important part of, that viking kind of community yes absolutely that that also then relates very much back to odin because he was the 
he was not only the god of wisdom but he was also the god of hosting so he was the person who who would you know hold court and tell those stories and um you know was i think probably linked quite a lot to being the person who who knew those those stories and 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 passed them on and passed on that wisdom and i think you know the the hosting thing was probably really important for the the culture as well because i think it was quite a tribal culture and i imagine that that kind of that hosting of going where you you know we've perhaps got this these shared ideals of wisdom and so we'll we'll host you and we won't kill you yeah perhaps reflective of you know the fact that in this very tribal culture you might have someone turn up on your doorstep who's from a a tribe that you're at war with but you're you're you can't just kill them there and then for being the tribe that they're of no hey did you know we've been at this podcast in like a year to find out how we're celebrating and to be in for a chance to win a night out with me and lucy to see rosie jones head over to our social media hello this is rosie jones and you are listening to Labelled Podcast. Yay! I hope you're enjoying it. Bye-bye! Was there any reference, Alice, to... I know you said that about Odin losing his eye and that was it. Like, mm-hmm. there was no question of, I've lost my, I'm going to lose my, I want, I want to know, I'm going to lose my eye. Mm. What is there any, is there, or is there any reference to how, like, people thought of him after he lo- lost his eye? Like, was it like, oh, he's, you know, he's victorious and he's, you know, this kind of, he's, he's, he's a good person because he's, he sacrificed his eye to get this knowledge for us to pass on to us was there any sort of reference to that um i think i mean i think that it's it's not necessarily kind of overtly mentioned from what i could read because you know the the stories are the uh, are the stories about what the gods kind of got up to but Mm. there was a lot there's a lot of interaction between odin and kind of people uh, the Viking people, you know, turning up on people's doorsteps. And um, there's sagas of these supposedly kind of ancient Viking families who um, have loads of interactions with the gods and other mythical creatures like giants and stuff like that. And Odin is in those stories very much the, he does a, you know, he's he's the 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 wisdom holder and he definitely does stuff where he kind of manipulates people because of the wisdom that he has and almost kind of yeah. tri- tricks people into showing their ignorance if that makes okay. sense yeah yeah well he so he there's no like reference to like well he must know what he's talking about because he's like lost his iron isn't it such an inspiration we should no 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 not at all it's it's just taken absolutely he he made the decision to throw away his eye for this this knowledge and so now he is the most wise but no he's falling over him because he's got one eye that's i mean getting that i don't 
think so. He's or are they are they just purely fawning over him because he is Odin? There's there's definitely an element of that, but I think in I think fawning is probably not the right word because yeah, no, I mean I for mean. one a lot in a lot of his interactions with humans he's disguised as this traveler so they don't yeah, know so he's Odin know. No. until he's tricked them into sort of feeding him and telling them a story but when it comes to stuff like you know people dying on the battlefield it was very much a that's because Odin decided that mm. that person you know and if you lose a battle that's because Odin decided mm. and so it's he is godly in that hu having huge immense power and there is almost a a fear and a reverence yeah. but i don't think it's because he loses his eye. eye yeah it's no. because he's he's a god and yeah, part of like... his godly power is the the wisdom he's got yeah isn't it's not like oh he's really really knowledgeable and he's really great because he's lost an eye. He's just hmm. knowledgeable because he is a god. Because uh, I always think, like, I wonder where this kind of seeing seeing disabled people as slightly inspirational and more, you know, better than non-disabled people. You know, like that inspiration pool where it hmm. where it kind of comes from. And I, I wonder whether it was like buried in myth and legend, but. At the moment, I can't, I can't see it. No, I think, I'm, I, I think that. Do, actually, do you see what I'm trying to get at? Though? No, I do, I do, and I think actually, what the Odin myth tells us is that the certainly in terms of sight loss, that perhaps the physical disability was not necessarily that significant or important or kind yeah. of worth mentioning in the viking culture as it is now because for the vikings the thing that was more important to them was the knowledge that he had yeah not... rather than the disability rather yeah. than the impairment yeah yeah um so just to kind of go back to say you know the the thing that you said about him the reason he knows everything is because he's a god mm. i think that that's one thing that is a, is different and is different from like I said, the the kind of the Christian, Jewish, um, Islamic faiths is that he's not kind of omnipotent. He, mm -hmm. what he learns when he drinks from the well of knowledge is Ragnarok, which yes. you know what everybody knows from the films, which is basically <laughs> is the end. It's the end, end of game. the world. Yeah, it's the war that ends the world. In terms of, it's the war that kills all of the gods and and what odin actually sees is the death of his son the death of all the gods and he's basically the family of gods he sees mm. them die he sees the things that lead up to their death mm. and destruction and one of the things that's also really interesting and quite different from the kind of the, what i think we we think of when we think of like an all-knowing god is that he can't do anything about it like he's no. he he knows he sees his future he sees the end of the world and he just knows that that's what's going to happen and he can't change it no and again i think that probably links into quite a lot of the kind of 
what would have been important to the Vikings is mm -hmm. they couldn't stop death. They couldn't yeah. fight it. It's about making sure that the story is continually told even afterwards. Mm. I think that's that's sort of what the, that story reflects in a lot of ways is, mm. you know, he goes to, he sacrifices his eye, he sacrifices his seeing, partial seeing of the world around him for knowledge of all things. And what he sees is the end of the world. And in that moment knows that he can't do anything about it. Yeah. If it was me, I'd think, right, take my eye, let's have a look, right? And then all I saw was the end of the world and death and destruction. I'd be like, can I have my eye back, please? Can I just forget I've done this? Because this is terrifying and I can't do anything about it. And again, I think that's one of the really interesting things about the difference between the, the sacrifice of his eye and the sacrifice of himself on the hanging tree. Because we, as I say, he walks away from the hanging tree. Absolutely and fine, no problem. Yeah, but he never gets his eye back. That's I it. If, I, wonder if he, I know. I wonder if he ever had a good night's sleep after that. Because I don't, I don't think I would. I'd be like, I can't sleep. I can't, the end of the world's coming. You'd, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I think that's how climate change campaigners probably feel. But, probably, um... yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, I just I think that all of that is really reflective of kind of the themes and the ideas of stuff that were important to the Viking culture. Mm. So to kind of I said this a little bit already, but to talk about how what what these the Odin story means for what how blindness was kind of perceived by people living in the the Viking era. Yeah. Um is I think that it's it, again, it's it's the importance of the kind of the ancestral wisdom is more important, perhaps, than what is happening and the things that we know and can do now. So, you know, I think by embodying ancestral wisdom, the knowledge of all things in like a partially blind person yeah. means, I think, suggests that, you know, for partially blind and you know visually impaired people in that viking culture they weren't necessarily immediately seen as useless because no. they could still have this the value of their knowledge yeah i see i see i see what you mean rather than you know the value of the material things that they maybe can't do because yeah. they can't so they, see so they weren't written off it was almost where were they seen were, were people with a visual impairment as a Viking, is there anything to suggest that they were seen as they'd got a connection to Odin because they had, were blind or partially sighted? I don't know. I didn't no. get that okay. far. Right. <laughs> Always asking the difficult questions, Alice. I do apologise. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's, I now know how Daisy feels, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I wanted to just um, kind of talk a little bit about uh anthony hopkins and the way that the marvel cinematic universe depicts um odin right. so you know and because i think you know if odin is a sort of representation of blindness in viking culture mm -hmm. then anthony hopkins's odin is a depiction of blindness in our culture and yeah. so i think that tells us uh, 
his depiction tells us a lot about what blindness means to to us to kind of you know 21st century westerners yeah um so i think one of the things that's really interesting is the way that anthony hopkins loses his eye in the mcu we just don't see it he goes off no, i was gonna say i don't i've seen a lot of mob films and i don't ever remember seeing anthony hopkins lose his eye so he in the in the first just thor goes off, film, doesn't he yeah in the first thor film he goes off he's got both his eyes and then he comes back with a patch uh-huh and a, and baby loki but that's it so what happened we assume he loses it in war if anthony hopkins is listening to this uh can you please come on and tell us if you were given a backstory about the the uh odin in the marvel cinematic universe please so i think one of the things that's really interesting about this that i i read as part of my research is mm. that in the comic books the original comic books that the movies were based off of yes odin loses his eye in the same way that he loses them in like the original original myth story right so it's gouged out basically yeah it's gouged out for at the oh. well of knowledge yes but in the movie it's kind of just a and oh, it's casualty gone. of war yeah like oh it's gone yeah yeah I've lost, it's... I've lost it i don't know where i put it i've lost it <laughs> yeah and <laughs> I, I just i just think that that perhaps suggests that visually impaired people are valued differently than yeah i would I, say so i don't know sort of what what i would posit as being the thing that's different between the or, way or is it or is it simply that marvel cinematic universe is wanting to make films for the whole family and watching somebody have their eye gouged out wherever it is or whatever it's for is not very family friendly true true but i think you know it's um i think there's they could ref they could reflect on it narratively you know in the script and yeah. they just don't give it any airtime. no then odin spends you know the rest of the films and he's he's thor's dad and there's obviously some relationship of between kind of thor who's the main character and his dad and you know loki who's the kind of adopted son i think that that there's there's some stuff to be unpicked there perhaps mm -hmm. that tells us a little bit about what what our maybe our feelings and assumptions are about blindness especially as well when you look at is it is it in ragnarok where thor loses his own eye yeah uh yes yeah it goes black doesn't it i think yeah yes so it, it's kind of there's that he you know he's thor is blinded himself for a period and what i think it, is that where he gets fat and depressed around is the rock? It? yes it is isn't it i'm sure it is he goes off and he eats and he gets really fat and like his hair and his beard yeah yeah you still um, would though wouldn't you yeah of course i would <laughs> um anyway i just i think i think that that's um i don't i don't know i think it would be a do whole other gloss, do they gloss over it when thought loses his eye doesn't it happen when he's fighting uh is it kate blanchett the i'm sure that there's a, it's the, a I, woman i'm sure it is yeah oh, no, oh, no kate, kate blanchett is his mom isn't he isn't she 
don't is she? know. Yes, I, you know what I think we should have done? We should have watched the film beforehand. Perhaps, perhaps we can cut all of this bit out and go away and watch the film <laughs> and come back. And then record it a bit later. Um, okay. So moving swiftly on from the bit that we're all uncertain about. Yeah. We know he loses his eye. That's all we know. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> I I think I think reflecting on kind of Odin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it, it's quite a good way. It leads us quite nicely into sort of thinking about how Odin fits in in general amongst the kind of the tropes of of other blind characters that you see in like myths and literature and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's very much this kind of trope of like the blind seer, someone who can't see the real world but can see like. premonitions and things yeah yeah Yeah. has like a second sight particularly as you say like premonitions to see the future yeah isn't there a witch of some sort that's blind that can see is it snow white i think or she no she wasn't no she's the one with the apple yeah completely different (laughs) um i mean i'm blind and i like apples but you you don't stand there going would you like this apple (laughs) Um, when, we, when we get together, you're not going to stand there with that Hello, nice to meet you, Lucy. Would you like this apple? I won't eat it because I don't know where I don't know where it's been. <laughs> I I am weirdly not, not notorious, but my husband uh, will frequently will be out and he'll be like, oh, "I'm getting hungry." And I usually have a slightly questionable bruised apple rolling around in the bottom of my handbag. So, <laughs> oh my god, you're you're the you're the woman from Snow White. I am. Hello, hello have an apple. <laughs> Who's the fairest of them all? Come here, pretty face woman. Let me give you this apple. <laughs> I think we should put on a labelled pantomime. God. For Christmas episode. People will be like, he's behind you. And I'll be like, I can't see that. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, I'd pay tickets. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Got off so- on tangent again. So I think that I think that the whole trope of the blind person being able to see the future, I think I wondered if that's a way of kind of almost trying to re-empower people who are disabled, like by blindness, by going, oh, you know, you're you're helpless because of your blindness, but you've now got this extra superpower. Yeah, there is there is a lot of tendencies in our modern day media to see disabled people as people who are superhuman or have superpowers. The Paralympics is just starting in a, in a few weeks' time, and it's a whole trope of, the, you know, welcome to the, to the superhumans mm. and things like that, which, which, don't get me wrong, does make me feel occasionally like a badass, but on the bad days when things are really hurting and I'm feeling really struggling, you do feel like, well, that's not me. Well, and it's not helpful either. Like, no, I... it's not. Because I get, um, I get asked all the time if like I can my hearing's better because I can't see and stuff like that. That is ridiculous. Well, I I was thinking about it as I was writing my notes, and I was like, it's it's like it's like saying to a blind person, "Oh, is your hearing better?" It's like saying to a wheelchair user, "Oh, you can't stand." That must mean you have excellent sitting down abilities. Yeah, my balance is terrible. I've it got just I've got a balance of a drunk even when I'm sober. <laughs> it's just nonsensical, really. Yeah. But I think it's it's a, it's a trope. I mean, you're not a bat. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for noticing. <laughs> well, that's what they're, that is what they're insinuating that because you can't bats can't see very well, but they have excellent hearing. 
Well, bats have evolved to hear well because they can't, they see. don't need to see well because no, exactly. they live in darkness. It's not like you went, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not really that bothered about seeing. Can I have some really good hearing though? That's what I'm dead after. It's just, it's, yeah, it just doesn't really make sense. So no. that's that's all my notes on, on Odin and his blindness. I don't know. If you've Definitely. got any other questions or sort of thoughts about I think, it. I think what, it's, what it does is when you look at like legends and myths and storytelling and things, it gives us a chance to reflect, reflect and actually say, you know, even though like films and television and media and to a lesser extent stories that people were told tells you that because I'm blind, I can see premonitions and you can hear very well. So it's actually a load of bollocks, really, isn't it? Well, and I think I think that there's a you know a lot of non-disabled people. Their first, particularly like when you think about fairy tales and stuff, the the first and most early exposure to concepts about disability does come from these stories. Yeah, like people with withered arms and physical disabilities that make it's like something to be frightened of isn't it really if you, yeah. read, if you read the brothers Grimm fairy tales they are horrific and frightening and no wonder they've been rewritten to be a bit nicer for young children because if you like with birds pecking out eyes and mm. that kind of thing nobody wants to wear that you'd be giving kids nightmares I think it's just it's just interesting I think that was what I sort of wanted to do with this series of sort of the show is kind of look at what these different depictions are in like stories and maybe you know use it as a point of reflecting of going well what does that tell us about the way that people view disability and like you know the interesting thing about Odin is I do think that you can see a change in the way that people felt about visual impairment mm amongst in that community that viking community to how we feel and think about them now I, you can see you can draw a lot of par parallels but yeah. i think you know the idea that that for the whole point of him losing his eye was to become wise in the myths and then in the films it's it's not really discussed referenced yeah referenced at all i think wouldn't you, you would think when you that at some point somebody would go dad what's on ti it just I, I don't and i don't know like there's two sides to it you could say on the one hand that it's kind of deflecting away going oh it's not a big deal it's you know he just only has yeah. one eye let's let's just everybody's fine he's still who he was yeah. but on the other side i think the fact that it's such an important part of the wisdom is such an important part of who the character is in the story mm. like the original myth yeah. i think not covering it or changing that kind of backstory in the film takes away that thing that was a huge part of who he was and you know part of the reason that he was worshipped and part of the the reason that he was important to the vikings in the first place and also, I'm going to relate this back to modern media. The, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you think about it, I mean, are we thinking about this too deep? I don't know. But the fact that maybe Odin losing his eye is relating back to disability 
and modern day media, I think is a little bit scared of disability. So by just not talking about yeah, it, let's not talk about it because it's we don't want to talk about the subject because it's it's not very nice. It's mean, you know, you know, it's not it's nasty and it's difficult yeah. and it's complex and we haven't got time in this hundred and forty four minutes or however yeah. long it is to, yeah. to to give twenty minutes or even a line of yeah I lost my eye because I've been down the well of wisdom and it's I yeah. think I think if you if we strip it right back that is the unconscious seed of well yeah nobody nobody really likes talking about disability that's yeah. that's i think that's why you know that's why we that's why media representation of disability in general is so bad because people are frightened of it because they know that everybody at some point is going to end up with some sort of disability and i, I know i keep saying it but it I comes lucy with a her threatening because <laughs> i'm a mafia boss but it is it's that it's that thing of, yeah nobody nobody really wants let's not bring the whole mood down talking about why odin's lost his eye nobody wants to do about the sob story about that let's not let's package that up nicely well, well then anyway, we'll put a nice leather you've patch. you've hit you've hit the i think the the nail on the head there as well because you it's not a sob story in the original no. myth it's exactly. a decision that he's made yep. to gain this huge important wisdom exactly there was in the in the original story there was no oh poor me i've lost my eye yeah you should really listen to my story because i did, did you know i've lost my eye yeah, lost, yeah. did you know i've lost my eye yeah um and and like i said like he doesn't it's it, in the stories that still kind of survive there's no oh is it worth it i don't know if i you know all oh, but then i won't be able to watch the telly it's just it's just a yeah i will you can have you can have my eye so that i can, you can also have my left arm if you like yeah exactly <laughs> this is my sight is not as important as oh, this no, knowledge no yeah so i i yeah i don't know i don't know whether it's a kind of oh let's not talk about that because it's not very nice yeah um, and it's a difficult conversation it's a difficult especially because it's such a huge part of the the character like they can't not blind like partially blind him you couldn't have the film where he's just like always got his two eyes alice you can just imagine the production meeting can't you them sitting there well thor's got a, oh sorry odin's got to lose his eye at some point how are we going to broach it oh well yeah it's really difficult and it's, a, it's quite a messy complex thing and we don't want to scare the kids let's just having turn up 15 minutes later with mm -hmm. baby loki and a leather patch over his eye mm -hmm. Yeah. You, can, you can imagine that conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. And I think, you know, if they had gone down the route of showing it, like showing him losing his eye in battle, I think would probably disempower him quite a lot. It would mm. be a look, you know, he's he's Make weak, the, he's the, lost the his eye. Yeah, the yeah victim, the exactly. Victim. And they didn't want to do that. And and that's, you know, they couldn't, they, they, they couldn't don't want to show eye girl. They, they don't want to show our girl, Jim, because they don't want to give kids nightmares. Mm. So how do we get around this? Because we don't want to make him the victim, but we don't. Or we also don't want to scare our audience. Let's just have him turn up with an eye patch and nobody yeah. references it. Yeah, because what they could have done is Problem showed solved. exactly what they could have done is showed him losing his eye and then being, you know, sort of filled with fury and power and destroying whoever it was who took his eye and continuing to battle and fight with blood pouring out of his eye socket but they couldn't do that for you know a family film so they couldn't empower have him as an empowered person 
being blinded in that moment. So they had to just go, we just won't talk about it. And, and then many, there's no questions. No, and then that, because how many of how many of the Marvel Cinematic audience are going to go home and then read up on the myth of Odin or mm. read up on the comic books? Because, like, I can guarantee you the vast majority of people who watch the Marvel films will have never read a Marvel comic book. I or... imagine if you're sitting down in that cinema and you see Odin, you either already know the story from yeah. being into history or into literature or being a fan of the original comics, or you're seven and you've gone with your dad and, and you you're go, really, wow. exactly. And you're really excited to see all the explosions. And the dad's going, oh, that's Anthony Hopkins. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, that's, that's, yeah, I think we've covered quite a lot. I think this is I what think... we're, We've solved it, haven't we? Really? <laughs> it's lazy, lazy filmmaking. <laughs> this is what we're thinking for the fabled episodes. Please do let us know what you think on the Facebook community, um, or you can leave us it, leaving a review if you like the show. Rate, reviewing, and subscribing. It's so important because it tells, it helps other listeners find us it recommends the show out to people who listen to things that are similar so please if you have enjoyed the show please 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 do that it really means a lot and the feedback is vital because we then understand what you guys like to hear so exactly yeah. and if you want to go on um on the facebook community or on twitter and tell us what you thought of the episode tell us if you if you want to hear more tell us whose stories you want to hear stuff like that yeah. that would be really cool um, and we will see you guys again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Label Podcast. If you like the show, you can rate, review and subscribe and you can follow us on social media at Labeled Pod. This episode was edited by Adam Hall. Our music was by Maisie Crunden and we'd like to thank the rest of the team involved.